الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد So we reach now, barakallahu feekum, in this explanation of Umrat al-Ahkam, which we hope to proceed upon, and with the blessing from Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. We reach the chapter, Babu Siwak, the chapter of Siwak, which is known to you. And this chapter is indeed an important chapter, a chapter pertaining to which is connected to wudu. And being that we're in the Bab Kitab or Bab of uh, or Kitab Tahara, the book of uh, purification, part of that purification is the use of a siwak. And as purification precedes a salah, it precedes the prayer, and using of uh, the miswak or the siwak also precedes the prayer in its etiquette. It is befitting that the Imam Rahimullah Ta'ala has placed this chapter here in the Bab of a Tahara before entering into the, the affair of a salah and so forth. So this is the nineteenth or oh sorry yeah Nam, this is the nineteenth hadith. As it relates to Umrat al-Ahkam. And before we um, embark upon this hadith. We will look inshallah at um, the meaning of a siwak. The meaning of a siwak. And when we're pronouncing a siwak. We can pronounce it as a siwak with Kasra on the scene, siwak. And we can also pronounce it as a suwak with Dhamma on the scene. A siwak and a suwak. scene. And it has they both have the same meaning. They both have the same meaning. And the meaning of a siwak or a suwak. I know that a siwak is more more well uh, known. Is one of the one of two uh, possible meanings can be intended when one states a siwak. The first affair on qadiya and yuradu bihi al-ala allati yastaka or yastaku biha. And a siwak is intended in one aspect as being the tool that is used to cleanse the teeth and the mouth. The ur, the type of stick that is called siwak, that tool, that ala, that is used to indeed cleanse the mouth with the ur, stick, is called siwak or suwak. And then the second 
itlaq or intent with the meaning of siwak is the action and yuradu bihi and yuradu bihi al-fi'l the action yani atasawwuk atasawwuk meaning the action of actually cleansing your teeth so the first one is the actual tool itself and the second is the actual action of cleansing one's mouth with that stick that tool as for its definition as it relates to the sharia the legislation the ulama have defined it as izalatu raiha al-fam izalatu raihati al-fam wa ma yakunu 'ala al-asnani wal-lidhati wal-lisani min al-mukhlifat allati yakun laha raihiyatun kariha raihiyatan kariha and that is that it is izalatu raihati al-fam and that is eliminating and removing a smell from the mouth وَمَا يَكُونُ عَلَى الْأَسْنَانِ and that which could be on the tongue as we'll study next week that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam would use a miswak and go deep on his tongue until he made a uh, uh type of sound uh, uh type of sound is mentioned in the hadith so the siwak is that which cleanses the mouth from that particular smell and likewise the tongue uh, and the litha and the litha is the gum so is the mouth the asnan sorry the the teeth uh, the litha and the lisan sorry the lisan came afterwards and the lisan and the tongue so the mouth the teeth the gums and the tongue min al-mukhlifat removing remnants remnants that are in the mouth the tongue or the gums or the teeth that would have particular unpleasant smell removing that this is the meaning of a siwak this is the meaning of a siwak and this is no doubt pertaining to the definition as it relates to the action itself and the command of the siwak and the encouragement of using the siwak is mentioned in many narrations in many hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and al-imam as-san'ani rahimahullah ta'ala in subh salam he mentioned that the narrations pertaining to uh, the siwak in the sunnah is more than a million uh, more than a hundred is more than a hundred narrations more than a hundred narrations pertaining to the encouragement of using the siwak and it's established in the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wasallam and from the benefits and you can say this is point number 2 the benefits of using a siwak barakallahu feekum are two general categories two general categories as it relates to the benefits of using a siwak the first of those is fawaid sahiyya 
fawaid sihiyya and that is the health benefits of using the siwak the health benefits of using the siwak and the second is fawaid al-ta'abudiyya fawaid ta'abudiyya and that is the worship or the benefits of using the siwak as it relates to worshiping Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala as for the benefit of uh, the health benefits the ulama have mentioned annahu kan yusta'mal siwak that the siwak has been used for many health benefits and yazilu al-adha min al-asnan alladhi qad yu'athir fiha and this is what we all know that with the usage of the siwak it removes the potential harm that could occur to one's teeth and the healthy state of one's teeth and the healthy state of one's gums and likewise the tongue and also it aids one's breathing you need the respiratory uh, aspect the breathing is aided with the siwak and some of the scientists have mentioned that the benefits of siwak is that it aids in the digestive system. Yani it aids the individual in digesting their food. It helps digest the food by using the siwak and the miswak. So these are some of the benefits, health benefits that of course have been researched and established as it relates to using the siwak. But that which is the most important is indeed the fawaita the benefit of worship. And no doubt, a siwak, as we will study in this hadith today, the two narrations that we're going to take, that from the fruits of using a siwak is following the sunnah of the Messenger. As the Messenger loved using the siwak, encouraged using the siwak, as we will soon study. And it is ibadah. So therefore it is worship. And it is used to get closer to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. As the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama. He mentioned in the hadith which is in Sahih bukhari As-siwaku matharatun lil-fam mardatun lil-rab. And that is that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama. He said regarding the siwak. That it purifies and cleanses the mouth. You can say this is the benefit, health benefit from the siwak. And it's maradatun lirrab. It's pleasing to Allah. And this is the fawaid ta'budiyya. This is the benefit as it relates to servitude worship. That Allah is pleased with the one that uses siwak. So it's a form of worship. So every time the individual uses a siwak, they get ajr and reward from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And as we'll study ta'ala in this, uh, this bab, this chapter of a siwak, the siwak is used when you, uh, before, when you wake, wake up from sleep. The siwak is used if you intend to do wudu. The siwak is used uh, if you want to pray. The siwak is used if you want to read the Quran. The siwak is used at all times. And this is indeed, barakallahu feekum, shows you the virtues of cleanliness in the deen of al-Islam. So without 
any more delay, we move on to the Hadith al-Bab, to the Hadith of this chapter, or the first of the many narrations in this chapter. The first narration is an Abu Hurairah radiyallahu an, and in the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said, "Laula anna shuqa ala ummati la amartuhum bi siwaki in the kulli salah." وفي in the wudu and that is that Abu Hurairah radiyallahu an he said that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said if i didn't fear hardship on my ummah if i didn't fear hardship on my ummah on my nation on the muslims la amartuhum bisiwak in the kulli salah i would have commanded them and made it obligatory upon them to use the siwak at every prayer, before uh, yani before every prayer, before every prayer. So this hadith, barakallahu fikum, is the first hadith that is mentioned here by Imam al-Maqdisi rahimullah, and that is showing that the Messenger sallallahu said that if I feared, if I did, if I didn't fear hardship on my ummah, I would have commanded them to use the siwak, the miswak, before every prayer. So regarding this hadith, barakallahu fikum. There are a few points that we're going to mention. The first point is the Rawi al-Hadith, the narrator of the Hadith, and he's Abu Huwata And we have studied together his uh, biography, so no need to repeat. Point number two, and that is the Unwan, or the topic heading that we can give to this Hadith, the title that we can give to this Hadith. And that is Bayan Hukm al-Siwaki in the Salah. And it's more a specific title, which is uh, the ruling or clarifying the ruling of using siwak before one prays. Before one prays. And there are many narrations about Akhlaufikum as it relates to when the siwak should be used. And he's mentioned here as salah. No doubt showing the importance of salah. Hence him mentioning this hadith, this narration in the beginning of this chapter of a siwak. And in another narration, the Messenger sallallahu said in the wudu, that when one barakalafikum wants to make wudu, that day she used this siwak. And also, he sallallahu has mentioned the siwak, showing its virtue, barakalafikum, he's mentioned the siwak, showing its virtue in many narrations. In many narrations. And in these narrations, Barakallahu Fikum, we will be studying them throughout this chapter. Throughout this chapter. And with it, inshallah, we pray and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will implement this and not neglect this sunnah and not neglect this sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and barakallahu fikum the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned in uh, another narration and aisha again narration from aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha qalat qala rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ashrun Min fitra, or min al fitra, ashrun min al fitra. 
where he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam that 10 affairs are from the natural disposition the fitra of an individual qasu sharib shortening the mustache for the man wa ifa'un liha leaving the beard leaving the beard and not shaving your beard it's from the characteristics of fitra and then he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam was siwak so the first was shortening the mustache the second was leaving the beard and not shaving the beard and the third barakallahu fikum was a siwak using the siwak وقال, and the fourth was tinshaqul ma and doing istinshaq with water when you're making wudu waqasul athfar shortening and clipping one's nails waqasul barajim and um uh uh barajim yani washing of the the asabi and shorten and clipping the, the pubic hair and the private parts of, in, under your armpits and also he mentioned the pubic hairs in your private parts and doing istinja doing istinja which is washing yourself with water after using the bathroom. So here, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned siwak as part of the state of fitrah. So this is why we find that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam emphasized the importance of using the siwak when one intends to pray. After this, we mentioned benefits that we can take from this hadith the first benefit that we can take from this hadith is the encouragement of using the siwak the encouragement of using the siwak and in that the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam held it high in status so much so that he would have made it obligatory if it wasn't fear for the fear of making it difficult upon the ummah, which shows its importance. And the second benefit that we can take, it shows here that the Messenger وسلم, encouraged us to use the siwak for every salah, in the kulli salah, in every salah, which incorporates the obligatory salah and also the non-obligatory salah, such as the rawatib or the ratibah, and uh, also, barakallahu uh, fikum, the Salat al-Janazah, and likewise, Qiyam al-Layl, Stisqa, all of those salawats, every single prayer, it is from the Sunnah that one uses the Siwak before that prayer, even witr. And the third benefit that we can take from this, barakallahu fikum, 
is the care of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for the state of the Ummah and not making things difficult for the Ummah. As he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Lawla an ashukka ala ummati. If it wasn't that I feared hardship for my Ummah. So it shows that he had this compassion for the Ummah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this brings us to point benefit number four. And that is a benefit, we can take two benefits of Qawaii Fiqiyah. We can take two benefits from the maxims of the legislation, jurisprudence, any principles can be extrapolated from this hadith. There are three, in fact, that we can extrapolate. The first is Darul Mafasid. And this is a principle. And that is that eliminating a harm takes precedence over uh, implementing a benefit. Eliminating a harm takes precedence over uh, implementing or executing a benefit meaning that if there is a harm that could come out of an action that takes precedence so we leave it even though there is a benefit even though there is a benefit and this is clearly shown here in this hadith in that the 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 harm is the mushakka the harm is the hardship that could occur if it was made obligatory to use the miswak for every single salah, the hardship. Because of course, the abd may not be able to fulfill this. <clears throat> so that is indeed a harm, hardship and difficulty here. Which can lead to disobedience, which is an evil. So removing this takes precedence over the benefit of actually using the siwak. So this is where this principle has come from. And that is if there is a harm, it takes precedence over any benefit that could be attained. Meaning that we focus on that harm and then we eliminate that particular uh, affair, even though there were some benefits. So the Messenger wasallam eliminated the obligation of using the siwak even though in using the siwak it's beneficial. So therefore this shows that it is preferred and it is encouraged and not obligatory, meaning the individual will not sin if they don't use the miswak, but it's, they will get reward for using it by following the sunnah of the Messenger وسلم, and that is beloved to Allah ta'ala, fundamentally. The second principle that we can uh, take from this uh, this hadith is al-mushaqqa tajribu taysir al-mushaqqa tajlib a taysir and that is hardship gives way to ease hardship and difficulty gives way to ease or for ease and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated a legislation to make it easy for the people you read Allah bikum al-yusr wala yuridu bikum al-usr Allah wants ease for you and he does not want hardship for you. 
So the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned in this hadith, "Lola an ashuqa ala ummati." If I didn't fear hardship for my my ummah, I would have commanded them with using the siwak in the kulli salah before every prayer. So he sallallahu alaihi wasallam has made it has used ease to uh, sorry has made hardship give way to ease. Hardship give way to ease and that is a principle that has been used and has been taken from the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam for example al idhn lil marid the permissibility for the one that is sick to use tayammum even though there is pre- the water is present idha shaqqa alayhi al wudu if it's difficult for the person to barakallahu fikum uh, make wudu with water because they're sick it is permissible for them to use tayammum to do tayammum and this is from the, the examples of this principle and likewise the woman who has just finished mustahada the woman who has just finished her menstrual cycle and she sees that brown color and that mustahada where there are still some fluid coming out and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has made it permissible for them to combine their prayers because of that state and likewise barakallahu fikum an example of this is a ruksa fil iftar fi nahar ramadan li shaykh wa shaykha and that is that the old and the decrepit it's permissible for them to break their fast in the daytime of Ramadan if it's difficult for them to fast for yuftirani or yutimani so they break their fast and they feed a poor person for every single day that they've broken their fast and also the statement of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam salli qa'iman fa in lam tastati' fa qa'idan fa in lam tastati' where the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said pray standing and if you are unable to do so then sitting and if you're unable to pray sitting then on your side so these examples barakallahu fikum show that in times of difficulty allah in certain areas has given way from has 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 made hardship give way for ease has made hardship give way for ease and this is mentioned here in this hadith of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam in that the hardship of using a siwak for every single salah has given way to the ease and that is that he sallallahu alaihi wasallam now has just encouraged it so it's not obligatory but rather it is highly encouraged and another principle of usul al-fiqh that is taken from this that the ulama they use this hadith as evidence for the principles of or foundations of fiqh as we mean when we say foundations of fiqh meaning those tools that are used to understand the hadith those tool, tools that are used to understand the Quran wa sunnah from usul al-fiqh and that is that the asl of a command the origin of a command is obligation 
the origin of a command is obligation until that there is a proof that takes it away from being obligatory to being preferred. Meaning, a fi'l amr, a command from Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala. Or a command from the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Its origin is that it necessitates that that actual command or that thing that has been commanded is obligatory. It's wajib. Illa bid-dalil. Except if there is a proof to take it away from its state of obligation to being preferred. And this is mentioned in this text in totality. In that the Messenger is clearly commanding us to use miswak. He's encouraging us to use the miswak. But then in the same hadith he says Lo la. He says Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Lo la Yani Harful Mtina Li Wujud Lo la If it wasn't that I feared hardship for my Ummah, I would have commanded them with a siwak. So you see in the Kulli Salah or in the Wudu. So you see the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned that if it wasn't from hardship, he would have commanded. If it wasn't. So him saying if he wasn't is taken the command of using the siwak from it being obligatory to a command of it being encouraged and advised. So the ulama, they use this hadith to show this. They use this hadith to show this. That when something is commanded in the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, its origin is obligation. Its origin is obligation. إِلَّا إِذَا دَلَّتْ دَلِيلٌ عَلَى اسْتِحْبَابِهِ Except when there is a proof or ibahati. Except there is a proof showing that it is no longer obligatory but it is preferred. And also from this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum. It shows that something that is preferred can be commanded. Something that is preferred can be commanded. And the Messenger وسلم, is encouraging us to use the siwak in this hadith. So he's encouraging us, he's commanding us to use it, but not for every single salah. He's commanding us وسلم, to use it, but not in every salah. And it's better for you to use it in salah, before salah. Before prayer. And it shows you, Barakallahu Fikum, the importance of the ilm of hadith. And that the science of hadith, the ilm of hadith, narrations of the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, from it we can extrapolate principles and qawaid. This is just one sentence. This is just one sentence from the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And with it, we have so much benefit, so many benefits, and we have. So many principles that can be used in various sciences. And this confirms the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam لَقَدْ أُطِيتُ بِجَوَامِئِ الْكَلِمِ Where he said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That I have indeed been given from Allah The ability to mention something concise But with it and in it are many benefits. And no doubt this is shown in this hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which also shows, barakallahu fikum, the importance of cleanliness in the deen of al-Islam. 
and uh, no doubt as uh, we've mentioned initially that it is has benefit that is sahiya benefit for the health and also benefit as it relates to reward in the hereafter uh, as is to abudiyya is this a type of servitude to Allah ta'ala and with this we conclude uh, this narration this first narration on the Bab al-Siwak and inshallah next week we'll uh, continue with the hadith of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu anhuma uh, as it relates to the statement of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa or his statement he mentioned regarding the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha qama min al-layl yashusu fahu bis-siwak and that he said that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he used to stand up at night to pray he would wash his uh, mouth with the siwak clean his mouth with the siwak we'll study this next week bi-dhnillahi ta'ala رب العرش العظيم هذا والله أعلم وأحكم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين